Welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. This week, I'm very excited to be bringing on the show one of the most efficient human beings in the whole world, German kayaker, Adrian Matten. Adrian, welcome to Questions You Never Thought to Ask. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing, Seth? Thanks for having uh, me. Just stoked, bro. Stoked to finally get this interview done with you here. Um, I'm going to yeah. rock straight into it here. Currently, I'd say your most most of your notoriety is coming from the Instagram, the uh, YouTube channel that you share with Brent Orton called Senders, um, mm -hmm. where you're listed as a, a highly efficient German uh, fellow. Um, but <laughs> in that introduction, in a lot of the a bunch of the older videos, uh, inefficient is spelled incorrectly. Is that on purpose, or what's the story behind that? Uh, actually, still believe it's spelled incorrectly. Um, to be honest, that was a typo which slipped our tired minds at 3 a.m. in the morning when we were cranking that intro out. But by this point, it's classic, it's iconic, so we just decided to keep it. Do you think it is going against your uh, like your values of being efficient by having a spelling mistake? <laughs> you can trust me on this one. There has been multiple messages sent out to Brent, multiple times trying to approach it, but he wasn't having any of it, so... We had to set up for uh, to keep My mom even emailed me about it. She was like, oh, I watched one of your friend's videos and inefficient spelled incorrectly. And I was like, yeah. oh, mom. Like, yeah, bro. You wouldn't believe how many emails from all over the world I've received addressing that exact problem. It's hilarious and it's awesome and I love it. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It cracks me up for sure. Like uh, the, the, reach of, uh, the reach of YouTube is just wild. Um, so you're a German kayaker. You're known for being highly efficient. What is it that makes uh, a kayaker efficient? Do they have to be German? Do they have to be Adrian Matten? Like, what is the secret formula for people to be more efficient at kayaking? And why is that important? All right. I strongly believe the secret formula is that you really want to go kayaking. Because, like, as long as you're keen to go, you'll be fast. You won't take forever to unload your kayak or get changed or you will not forget any gear at the house or you know the classic reasons why we can't put on earlier than 1 p.m sometimes if you just want to go and go and you're going to make sure you have all your gear in the car and you'll be on that river in no time so key to being efficient just enjoy and praise kayaking more preach i hear that i think that sounds like some good advice easy to follow i love it um <laughs> You are part of the Send crew with Dane, um, Jackson, Caleb Grady, and your um, on and off boyfriend, Brent Orton. When are you guys finally going to give up kayaking and start the boy band thing? Like, uh, what's going on with that? Give us the, give us the lowdown on your future plans yeah. uh, for the send, send Backstreet Boys. So the Send Backstreet Boys thing is planned for after our kayaking careers. So I believe we have about 75 to 85 years left until we're going to see more of that boy band happening but uh yeah we'll see where music is going to be by that point and we'll come up with something when you guys are photographed together like the four of you um quite often it looks like the cover of a boy band cd is that on purpose like uh, are you setting these situations up purposefully or uh, is that just happening by accident like i've seen uh, quite a few of them now so coincidence pure coincidence Pure okay. coincidence. <laughs> All right. I mean, if that's your story and you want to stick to it, you want to give us the rundown on uh, what's uh, what's in the future for Send here? Like, what's in the next year of Send? Well, we're making plans right now, and they're shaping up more and more. Looks like we have at least two super cool 
exploration trips coming up. One is going to be hopefully somewhere in Central Central East Asia. And the other one, probably Iceland. But we're going to see about that. But yeah, it's going to look like it's going to be a sick season again with the boys. I think Caleb managed to free himself some more from work. So we're going to have even more time with Caleb. So the four of us can be together. And yeah, with the snowfall right now in Europe, I think we're going to have a sick season over there as well. So I think 2019 is going to be an awesome year for us as sent in terms of kayaking, but also in terms of making awesome movies, getting it dope unleashed out there and growing every single aspect possible. And of course, getting lots of boy band photos for your next uh, album cover. <laughs> for the gram, for the gram. For the gram, yeah, no doubt. Okay, let's move it along a little bit. You do pretty well on the race circuit here. You had a pretty good finish at North Fork last year. You've uh, you know, you know, done pretty well at some other motocross racing. Uh, motocross racing is meant to be, or uh, well, they're trying to get into the Olympics. Do you think that's good or bad? What do you think? Give me your rundown. Um, I mean, it's cool. They're trying to expand kayaking in Olympics. But uh, to be honest, I don't know how authentic that motocross thing is by this point. Like, you know, who's doing it, what rules and regulations they have. So I don't personally have any great interest in participating or caring too much about it. But I mean, if it brings more kayaking on television screens out there, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm happy. And yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, that's an efficient answer. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> you uh, quite often have to work on a building site to finance your kayaking lifestyle. Um, you've probably done a bunch of other jobs. What's the weirdest job you've had to do uh, to make money to get to the river? Weirdest job I had to do to make money to get to the river. Um, I'll give you a second to think. I'll tell you, uh, EJ's weirdest job was going door to door when he was an Olympian. He'd like go to door and hand out uh, envelopes so people could send him a check. But that was like more in the in the nineties. But he said he used to make like eighty dollars an hour, like for you know Damn. two hours a day. So it's not you know nothing. <laughs> uh, ben Stukesbury said he had to do some like kind of underwater welding construction or something in some kind of toxic uh, environment in Northern California that sounded pretty uh, risque. What's the weirdest one you've had to do? Man, honestly, I didn't do any crazy, crazy ones. I think in the, on the top of my head I can think of right now is my first couple of years when I was trying to go kayaking as much as possible, I was, I was welding small computer chips for the German army in like a super weird underground studio where I had no idea how they got their license to sell that to the army. Maybe that's the reason why we don't have any choppers or working choppers right now. Yeah, that might have been the weirdest one, but uh, nothing too crazy. So just paint a picture of people who are listening at home. You're in some kind of underground bunker situation with a soldering <laughs> iron? Like what's the... No, 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 not at all. Lap on your last answer a little bit. No, it was like, it was like 18-year-old Adrian and this like 50 something year old german woman and we were in this like like industrial building pretty empty and it's just like a working desk and you had to like super basic things just like weld it together put some like casing around it and then just throw it into a big pile in the afternoon you would like box it and everything make it look neat and yeah you would repeat that for a month and take your money and go kayaking but uh yeah, I don't know. It was a weird, weird little operation. Well, yeah, it sounds. Uh, I'm just trying to paint the picture in my mind of the whole situation. It sounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, weird. For sure. It was weird. I, I yeah. didn't like working there. I didn't do it for a long time. But 
Yeah. Do what you got to do, right? Now, if you do what you got to do, stay on the river. I think uh, a lot of people can relate to that, or a lot of people are in the in the struggle right now, just trying to keep uh, keep enough keep enough oh, yeah. of uh, the dream. You know. I mean, it's so hard to make any money with kayaking, so you just got to find ways to pay for it. And I honestly like now that I'm in a position where I luckily have to work less and less. Like, if if I would just weigh up like just working hours right now compared to like back then when I would just go on a building site for like two months to be able to go on like two kayaking trips and be away for like four months. I think right now my hourly wage is way down because I just have to work so much more in like different terms of things and you know like video editing and all that stuff like making sure you're getting these gigs and and getting stuff done. It's so much more work than everybody ever anticipates. I think. I believe you, man. I, I totally believe you. I mean, like, you uh, know, you know, with the podcastery and your videos and everything, like it's so it's much struggle. more work. It doesn't, it doesn't happen on its own. I'm sure about that. No, it does not. All right, man. I, this, uh, this interview, like normally, I have a bunch of questions and just a few from the audience, but there was so many good audience questions. This one, right. I just like, I was kind of like, I, I don't want to ask any more questions because some of the audience ones are just so on point. Um, mm-hmm. first audience question then from your on and off boyfriend, Brent Orton, if you had to get uh, one motto tattooed on your right shoulder, what would it be? <laughs> uh, I think I will go with no regrets on that one, <laughs> no <laughs> which happens regrets. to be my tattoo on my right shoulder. My first one I ever got when I was like 15 happy days. <laughs> yeah. I think that one might've been a little bit of a loaded question, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> Jared David Gosling asks, if you ended up swimming one waterfall, you've run a lot, which would be the scariest? Um, I don't know, man. Like big ones too? Uh, the question is kind of no, like... No, okay. One, yeah, that's, one you've run often, so which would be the scariest? Yeah. I mean, I, I would go with uh, Bufordá in Mexico for sure. It's just like a three-foot drop, but if you would swim over that, that would be your last swim over anything that would be terrifying i never i never ran that one like in all the in all the times i did that uh meet yeah. Locker drop. yeah never did that before die drop it's it's disgusting man and i think there have been a few like pretty close calls i think rafa had a close story, the... story there one time yeah i think rafa has been in there i think i think not either Knox or trent i think they had like high water run one of them got stuck in there. Like it's it's a scary drop for sure, especially when it gets high. Uh, for, uh, for people who are listening who haven't been uh, kayaking Mexico on the Alfaseca River, this drop, uh, Bufo Die, is like right below this like sick two two tier drop called Meat Locker. But it's like a three foot um, like kind of little boost maneuver. But you have to you're trying to boof like uh, out of this little room of doom like cauldron that all backs up into this hole. Uh, and you know the exit is like exactly two boats wide, so it's not a, not a very big target you're uh, you're shooting at. Is that a yeah. pretty accurate um, description, Adrian? Yeah, and you have that ball coming from the left wall, which is like moving your boat, like kind of like moving it to the right. So it's like not not an easy like aim and shoot. You gotta like anticipate what the ball is gonna do to your kayak and not get caught in the edge and everything. Yeah, it's definitely it's dangerous. Yeah. For sure, I did not mess around with that one in all the in all the time I spent down there. Um, Kirby thirty thirty between uh, Bren and Dane. Who would you want to cook for you for one week? Bren. <laughs> Bren. Yes. <laughs> not even not even a hesitation there. It was like no. yeah, def- definitely no. Bren. 
I love Dan, um, but I think when it comes to cooking, he is not the genius he is on the water. Maybe not yet. I don't know. But Brent's, Brent's cooking is awesome. It's healthy. It's usually pretty cheap. It's 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 vegetarian, but whatever. Um, it's good. It's good. Gets you going. Yeah, it gets you going. Woo! Um, if you were stranded... Uh, actually, sorry. We'll, we'll come back to that, that one in a minute. That's a really good one. Um, if you had to fight uh, one other Send member to the death, who would you fight and why? Uh, go again with Brent. Reason yep. is, I, I think it would be pretty savage funny fight yeah like it would be funny <laughs> it would be funny sometimes yeah. sometimes like uh when it comes to like team dynamics you know there's definitely sometimes we both realize that like maybe europeans are like a little bit more tough when it or like you know like like uh play fighting and stuff like that like when it comes to like interacting interacting where sometimes especially in the early days they they know and caleb would sometimes be a little bit uh surprised when we had a little argument going on or something but uh yeah so i think i'll go with brent i think that would be hilarious i think so. i i mean like if we weren't going to do a, a pay to a pay-per-view youtube uh <laughs> round like i, I would pay like, i want to put that on the table right now like if you and brent wanted to do some kind of pay-per-view uh you know send I don't know, WrestleMania type situation or even just like a regular boxing match, like I would pay to watch it. All right, bro, here's this. If we get to 20,000 YouTube subscribers by the end of 2019, there's going to be a, a cage fight in between Brennan and me. No, oh my God. That's definitely happening 100%. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> All right. If you're listening now, today is January 13th. If we get to uh, December 31st, 2019, the senders page is at 20,000 YouTube subscribers. <laughs> we will see a cage fight between Bren and Adrian. And I am excited about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, okay, next question. Move it on. Uh, what is the key to a good schnitzel? And for people who've never had a schnitzel, what is a schnitzel? What is a schnitzel? A schnitzel is a piece of meat, usually either pig or chicken, which is covered in breadcrumbs. And it's going to be, fr- I think there's some egg on it and you're going to fry it up. And you serve it usually with uh, French fries. It's like it's actually more Austrian, but yeah, it's just like classic, typical, stereotypical food in Germany, Austria, whatever. Key to it: make sure you like. So you use a hammer, right, to like hit the piece, so okay. it goes flat. And I think, and it kind of like breaks down certain pieces in, within the meat, so it goes goes more soft or whatever. I think you want to make sure you you hit it hard enough for long enough so it really breaks down you know i think that's the tip but you know i haven't prepared that many schnitzels in my lifetime so far so for uneducated people a schnitzel is a, a banged flat piece of meat that's breaded and served with french fries yeah it's fried okay sounds tight yeah. um mikey Ravel wants to know what's your favorite uh, toasty combo your favorite toasted sandwich combination Whatever is the the cheap one on the on the menu? Is it yeah. just cheese? Just cheese, I think. <laughs> just cheese, usually yeah, the, the, Just the, cheese and retarded amounts of hot sauce, preferably Cholula or uh, sriracha. Ah, oh, sriracha on everything, bro. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Cholula. Eat it. Uh, okay, it's if you. So uh, this is a good one. Okay, this is a good one. This is like this is one of my favorite audience questions. This trip. Uh, Mike Zalonka Kayak wants to know if you were stranded on an expedition. 
with the rest of the Sen crew and you were starving, who would you eat first and why? Huh. Um, hmm. I mean, Caleb, especially after like winter time, his body <laughs> will contain lots of like dope sweets made by his mom, which is awesome. So maybe I would be Caleb, yeah. Damn, just not like, even hesitation there, just like... I was, think, I was like thinking about it, you know, like every single time we go to, I mean, you're there, when we go to Stakeout and we hang out at Caleb's house, there are these like huge amounts of like cookies and oh, yeah, his, sweeties. His mom, and you, his mom is like a good feeder for sure. Like, I, Oh yeah, and you really I'll have to go like, and hang out at Caleb's house. <laughs> you'd be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta take it easy, I gotta take it easy, you know? It's so yeah. hard. <laughs> it's I so agree. good. Yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite questions because I was like, oh, well, I wonder if... Uh, have you guys uh, ever had to... Have you run out of food on a trip with the boys recently? Um, no, not, not ever. I mean, at this point, we try to, to keep food as an optional thing. I live off sunshine and kayaking, so food is nice, but not necessary by any means. So, uh, it's all good. All right, I'll send you a little uh, link on how the human body works, but food is definitely <laughs> necessary as a... It's 100% necessary, just so you know. I did, I did not learn that in my school class. I did not learn that. Um, I guess it's just not the GED syllabus, bro, but it's it's real deal for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question, Adrian. What's your best arrest story? I don't have any arrests. I don't have any arrest stories, I think. Let me think of a cack. Um, Do you have any good, good run-ins with the law? No, not really. I've seen um, Dane in handcuffs uh, in Mexico City before, which was really funny. Um, well, if I, if I have to a, think of... Do you have a comparable what? run-in, like something entertaining? You yeah, don't have to. I have something entertaining. I have something entertaining. So, uh, remember World Championships 2013 in Nantahala? South yeah. East, North Carolina. Southeast? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was when I was still an active freestyle kayaker. And I was there as a junior and worlds were, were like quite boring for us because like so many kayakers in the eddy, so little time in the actual feature. So we would go out at night and like, you know, hang out with other people. And the only people around were the Irish. So we started like wrestling with them. You know, we just did like small fights uh, close to the hole at night where there was like a light. And we would fight for like a little bit. <laughs> and there were security people hanging out just watching and they were like having a great time they were loving it us just going at it and then we asked one of the guys if he could like fake arrest one of my friends well he did that and then uh, somebody took a picture i think it was my friend handcuffed on the on the on the car and i think there was a taser in the picture somewhere as well picture went online and the next day there was a huge icf statement that none of the athletes got arrested, that it was all just like fake, yada, yada, yada. And I think uh, they tried to like make freestyle series and Olympic and whatever by that point, and really tried to like give it a good image, you know. <laughs> Next thing, you know, the athletes bring that one out. Um, I like that. That was funny. And we so do, up... you, do you think you and uh, the rest of the, the youths um, in, involved in that altercation are the reason why freestyle is currently not being taken seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not being taken seriously, but um, I don't know, man. You gotta keep it fun out there. That's what freestyle is about. Uh, I agree with you 100, percent buddy, for sure. Like this yeah. whole episode sounds like it was a fun time, and that's yeah. kind of what's important. It also sounds to me like you've been training since 2013, 
to fight Bren in a cage at the end of this year, <laughs> which I am even just talking about it now. I can't wait. I can't wait to tune in for like, what a uh, what a round that's going to be. All right, Adrian. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I think we're kind of getting. Uh, I mean, it's a off topic interview, I guess, but like I think we're maybe in, too far in the weeds right now. Uh, where can All people right. find you on the on the gram and things? Like, how can they track you down? Uh, my Instagram is Adrian Matern Kayak. And my Facebook is just Adrian Matern. And that about it. Oh, and uh, yeah. obviously you're on YouTube as uh, Senders with Brendan. Yeah, Watson I was about and... to say, like, that was my, my personal. And then uh, Brendan and me, we are running the Senders YouTube channel where we try to, as regularly as possible, do little or longer cool updates, tutorials, stuff like that, all around kayaking or our travels where we are, what we're up to. And besides that, obviously, the Sand channel with the big edits from like big trips and, and video projects. Um, yeah, I guess these are our outlets. Sure. Okay, great, Adrian. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed uh, questions you ever thought to ask, make sure you hit subscribe. And uh, if you want to keep this podcast alive, please consider going you know, to support it on uh, Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Seth Ashworth. And you can hear the episodes sometimes up to two weeks ahead of the time they come out on your regular podcast app. So uh, please go ahead, check that out, and I will see you in two weeks. Peace.